Back with another episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. I'm in. I am the host, Two Chains. I don't know what I was about to say, <laughs> but I'm here with the uh, compadres, Mr. Hillwill Mahoney, the John Crab Jamal, and Mr. Silly Sellers himself. What's going on? Thanks, Mr. Silly Marcellus Sellers. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening. How's everybody doing today? Uh, cool. Cool. Uh, good to have you back, Jamal. Uh, it's always good to have your uh your 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 presence here on the show. As we know, um you weren't able to make it out last weekend because you were just blowing all your money out on Black Friday, huh? That's right. Uh, <laughs> a lot of, it was very productive. Thanksgiving holiday. Uh I got a new TV, got a lot of other stuff. Uh it was a good time. Good time to have all. <laughs> but what, what I will do, and I learned a valuable lesson. Uh Walmart is trash. And I won't do that again. Hey, wait, wait. One of my friends told me that a lady was at Walmart at 12 o'clock with all her stuff in her cart and she couldn't check out till six. Is, is that what? literally the shenanigans that they were allowing at Walmart? So oh, no. the thing is at Walmart is that they, they'll put the stuff out, but and some of the Walmart to 24 hours. So what people that do is in the store, they'll grab the item and wait on it. But oh, the sale no. doesn't apply until the sale applies. So if you if your thing is there and if you're there at 9 a.m. and you see a pallet of that, that TVs that's 15 cents and it's probably going to last <laughs> you only like, you know, six months and it only has like one busted HDMI port. Good for you. <laughs> you know, fight, stab a lady for over that TV that's worth 15 cents. But fine. The best TV in Bangladesh. And you got it at Walmart. <laughs> you can't buy it at 15 cents until six o'clock. <laughs> so that's why people are like giving people the side eye. I was like, okay, you're wrong, but well played. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're you get that 15 cent TV, but you got to wait 10 hours. Uh, yeah, but, 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 but what's the difference though? Whether you're waiting outside of a closed Best Buy or inside of a warm Walmart, you know, why? what's the difference? And honestly, yeah. it's a Walmart. So it's not like you can't, you know, buy your, your groceries, another bedroom set, get your tire changed. Uh, trim a Christmas tree and reupholster your bathroom, you know, <laughs> all before you get the um, shenanigans done. So, not to mention, Bubba, when you're in that Walmart, though, I mean, you're taking a lot more evil eyes looking your way than you are outside that warm, uh, that Best Buy standing outside in line. So, either way, <laughs> that's yeah, 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 well, yeah, Walmart's we'll trash. So, <laughs> lesson learned we won't do that again. Well, we're talking about trash, <laughs> let's talk about oh. Monday night. <laughs> oh, <super trash. laughs> what a transition yeah i don't know what the viewership came in for but for all the people was it 15 cents it, i'm pretty sure that no one was pleased afterwards monday night raw happened and garbage fire nuclear garbage fire bad it was um <laughs> i i know i know okay <laughs> i know for the first part that like 
any any time that uh you know they're 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 lacking their top stars and obviously Braun Strowman being being gone obviously hurt them. I already knew at this point now, and and the fact that they had a hospital scene, I was just like, uh, yeah, you know, but but yeah, well, let's. I, I know you want a lot of blow a lot of smoke on there, so I, I'm gonna give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> what can we say about Monday Night Raw? My God, that was that was a show, and not a show in a entertaining way or a exciting way or action packed way. It was just kind of a show, and uh. It got rightly roasted um, pretty <laughs> thoroughly by just about anybody I saw this week. I don't think I've come across anything where anyone was praising Monday Night Raw this week. Mm. Um, if anything, I thought maybe people were kind of going starting to go overboard with the flames they were putting on it. Because it's like, given the situation, it's like they're kind of painted into a weird corner at WWE right now. Cause think about it. Monday night raw. They got, they got no Roman reigns. They got, no Braun, they got no Braun Strowman. Ooh. They got no Kevin Owens. Okay. They got like, what's the top of the card right now? Essentially it's Seth Rollins, Dean Ooh. Ambrose. Ooh. And, we'll say Lucha uh, house party. Lucha house party. No. And, and like, hey, wait, what's Corbin. Lucha house party? Oh, Lucha no, House Party. Yeah, let, no, let Marcellus answer that since he want to throw out randomness like that. Yeah, who is I it? I mean, is I, how can I say it? It's like, let's take the all-masked luchadors from the WCW days and put them in a three-man team and awesome. let's make them have all cheap rules no. and, and they can be great. No, because <laughs> if that was the case, they will be great. Uh, Ultimo Dragon, Hoover Two. Yeah, so we got, we got, you know, we got Dragon, Psychosis, uh, Super Crazy, and Hoover Two in the stable. Yeah, I'm, I'm down. I mean, yeah, sign me up. I tell you, I would have popped huge if LaParka was on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where, where, yeah, where's LaParka? Bringing a chair, just laying everybody out. I see it's the same thing in my opinion, but who who cares? Any any proceed. But yeah, we we got we got a depleted roster, and then we got a heel side where they're pushing Baron Corbin as like suddenly the the biggest evil guy in the company, and it just it's <laughs> the just new authority figure for real. Yeah, wait, yeah. Wait, Baron Corbin's the authority now. Yep, he's corporate Kane two point oh, Pretty much. God. There you go. So they're working with not a whole heck of a lot. That's the problem. It's like you got stale mid carters that you're trying to push as like your top of the card guys while everybody's injured or out. And then on top of that, it's that damn time of year. Every darn this you get past Survivor Series, this happens every year. From Survivor Series to the beginning of January, nothing's gonna happen. They're in a holding pattern. They're in a holding pattern until the Royal Rumble build starts. Mm. So that's the one thing where I'm like, okay, that that happens every darn year. But this time it's just it's 20 times worse because you don't even have the star power there to at least be like, oh, well, they're just, you know, they're not doing much. But like, hey, like the, the big names are here. There ain't okay, no big names let, even. You know? Let me ask this, Will. Let me ask this to you now. I mean, I know this has been brought up not in our show in a while, but in just, you know, social media, through Twitter, through like mm-hmm. different dirt sheets. Is this the perfect time where maybe, hey, everybody else goes on a seasonal winter break that WWE could do the same thing where you can get people to be healthy right after Survivor Series and turn into maybe the Royal Rumble season going into WrestleMania season as the season premiere for this year's WWE, you know, tour? Could that be a possibility? So, you know, this staleness won't happen. 
Yeah. If wrestling was ever going to have an off season, specifically WWE, if WWE was going to have an off season, even if it was just for a month, I completely agree. This would be the time to do it. A lot of people want to say do it after WrestleMania. And I'm like, nah, because after WrestleMania, they always do the hard reset anyway with the roster getting shuffled. And so they have a built in kind of reset there right now. It's just, they always pretty much phone it in for the holidays. It's just what they do. And they could even probably do a deal where you could say like, hey, you know, just still do house shows and stuff and do the holiday tours they do, but just kind of make it clear that, okay, we're taking the holidays off. We'll be back the first Monday in January and then it becomes Royal Rumble time. Mm. You know, if you were going to do it, this would be the time to do it. But their their business models always just been on, you know, 52 weeks a year. So, but I mean, here, here's what occurred to me looking at that calendar. It's like, if you think this Monday Night Raw was rough, Look ahead on that calendar. We got Christmas Eve coming up. We got New Year's Eve coming up. And the week after that, which would be the first big week they'll be back, that's the night of the national championship. (laughs) So they got a rough road ahead on Monday Night Raw. That's BS. And they do it every every year. It's always some damned excuse. It's always, well, there's the Monday holiday where, oh, well, it's the Christmas season. Oh, well, it's the national championship. Or we have to go up against the World Series or the NBA Finals. Or Monday Night Football had a hell of a game versus Kansas City and Pittsburgh. It's always some damn excuse for why, you know, Raw specifically falters. And But then they make the case, well, we don't have an offseason. We do this 340 days a year. We may even work on Christmas, but not this year because that's stupid. It's always some excuse, so I don't buy that anymore. I don't care if they have to go up against the national championship, the last episode of MASH, and you know uh, some kind of breaking news event that happens, God forbid. It's always going to be some excuse as to why they didn't do as well as they should. Now, as far as your numbers go, uh, Raw averaged uh, 2.37 million uh, viewers, which is the fourth lowest rated episode in the modern uh, era, according to the Wrestling Observer uh, through CBS News. So... The long and short of it is, it's not the show. Because if you want to watch Monday Night Football, you're going to watch Monday Night Football. If you want to watch anything else that you want to watch, Dancing with the Penguins, then you're going to watch Dancing with the Penguins. <laughs> I don't care anymore because we have DVR and we have uh, you know, Netflix and everything is able. You're able to set your own schedule now more than ever. So the fact that Raw is live and that you haven't been able to watch it, it also re-airs during the week. So it's not that. They've been doing you know, shit ratings for like the last 18 months or so, which is why this Fox thing is probably the biggest thing as far as television is concerned that's piquing the interest of WWE fans. You're right. They do have a depleted roster. You're absolutely right that they are in flux as far as where, who they want to push because nothing's really working for them. But then again, they have the same flipping formula for the past 20 years that I've been watching wrestling and since before then that I've been told that that's what it was. Baron Corbin's <laughs> the big bad wolf, not literally, um, because he's the authority figure. How many authority figures have, do they have to be before we say, let's do something different? <laughs> and that's, that's what it is. It's not, um, it's not necessarily the fact that, well, Seth Rollins is, is injured, or Finn Balor didn't do so well, or Roman Reigns has you know, a thing, or Strowman's injured. That's cool, but you're telling me that if, you're, if your roster is as only as good as your top six guys, then you're in more trouble than you realize. 
But let me ask you this, and I'm glad you kind of brought this up. And please forgive me, Two Chains, if I'm jumping in or transitioning too much with this. So you just mentioned how this could be. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> sorry. So, but like mentioning this, folks. So we heard, and I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about this. The rumors of oh, SmackDown really is interested in Ronda Rousey being one of the future people. Maybe when they switch to Fox and everything. Mm. Now, is this going to be false advertisement where we're going to compare, oh, maybe SmackDown is going to be the A-show? No. It, are we really, like, hyping up to be disappointed it again? We're basically going to just have two Raws, one on NBC or one on Fox? Or are we well, really going okay. to have a true competition? Well, let, me, let, me, let me address the first point before you move into okay. another point. Um, okay. The thing is, is that there, this is the reason why, at least to me, the Fox deal is so exciting. is because we don't know what we're going to get. Fox, if you've seen their sports presentation – for any sport, has a different presentation for that sport. So correct, whether it's correct. hockey on Fox is was not the same as hockey on NBC currently or hockey on ABC back in the early nineties. Yes, you know, football on Fox is not the same presentation on Sunday as it is versus CBS. Yes, um, there's a different tone, there's a different feeling that you get from Fox and the UFC, the same thing, college football, the same thing, and your know, Fox has their own distinct style. Now, the, the question is, and we'll cover this a little bit more in depth a little bit later, is that as far as the, the, the presentation goes, Fox is seeing, at least what we're seeing, is that something's got to change. Oh, yeah. And NBC doesn't have a problem with cutting the check and, or, or you know, paying up to share the difference between uh, the viewers that Monday Night Raw gets because NBC has less to lose. The USA Network doesn't do... Like gangbusters ratings, they'll play suits, uh, suits marathon, and then they'll go over to whatever their new show is that's in prime time. And that the Grizzlies knows best because you know that's really bringing in the numbers. So, <laughs> so USA Network isn't really on that level of like a CNN or a Nickelodeon where there's a cable television event yeah. that's going to bring in 15 yeah. million people. Yeah, yeah, but Fox is in 98% of all homes in America. And that's, you know, the biggest point of making a deal is because viewership was low. And right. it was yeah. obviously the wise and smart choice to do. But continue. Right. So so it, so those things were so bad with SmackDown, the NBC was like, well, we don't need that because that's just icing on the cake for USA Network. Yep. Because NBC realizes that a three hour holder feel with new content is a hell of a lot uh, you know, harder to do than paying the WWE to do their thing for three hours. Yep. So yep. a two-hour hole, they could just insert a movie where SmackDown was. And that's fine. They can play the Marine Six every damn <laughs> Tuesday um, where SmackDown instead of SmackDown Live. I would be okay but the longer, Yeah, and I'm sure you and 13 others would. But the long and <laughs> short of it is, is that Fox, we don't know what they're going to get. Are they going to bring their Fox Sports presentation to SmackDown? Are we going to see a, a mesh of their FS1 content, their, you know, their um, podcast? Will we see Skip, Shannon, and Big E unfiltered? I, I, I don't mean, know. Yeah. Okay. So because you definitely just first of all, Marcellus, you know, thank you for transitioning um to the second topic because um the first topic was completely dumb, right? No. Yep. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, they they kind of tie in together perfectly because we're they talking do. about a we're I, talking about a stale week of TV and yeah. what this is going to mean for the future of their TV going into 2019, where honestly, for the first time in ever, things are finally going to get shooken up because there's new outside forces involved and they got a lot of money behind them and they've made mm -hmm. it clear they're, they they got expectations. 
Okay. Fox so, has so, enough. Well, Fox has enough money to say to Vince McMahon, "This is what we're going to do." Yeah. They got. They got enough. They got enough money that they are for the first time not going to be taping on Mondays and Tuesdays. They're redoing the whole darn schedule for Fox to give them a show live on Friday night. So that right there says it all, you know. I, I'm just going to add because I, I really don't even care, but I'm just going to say it anyway. When you were talking <laughs> about Raw earlier, then I you know, completely forget Raw after this. You know, they did all this building up about the in, uh, the, in, uh, the IC Championship Open Challenge just for Dolph Ziggler to come out and bam, right in everyone's face, slapping everyone's <laughs> face. The guy they thought was hurt and all this other stuff was floating around, and he comes out and challenges Seth Rollins. I mean, could could they do the, the viewers any more wrong than that besides having Finn Balor versus Burn Corbin in the show? <laughs> like, <laughs> but But no, I will say... I will say I do really much agree with everything that's being said. And I really, I, you know, the, the more and more Jamal talks about the different implications of how or how or what may happen when this all happens makes me excited. I mean, again, we see the new – first of all, a lot of people in the WWE, almost no one just only wrestles. Someone has some other – type of side hustle or side talent and or does you know appearances for other things the fact of getting like a big e and an uncle shan on a talk show before something i mean you gotta think like all that is only just gonna put eyes on the show come friday night not to mention right. too who may show up on friday nights as well of all these other fox staff people who else again we talked about um, um, DC being on being on the commentary team. I mean, there's going to still be more stuff applied, and I think you know, as the you know the premise of this topic, Fox has all the all the right in the world to want Ronda Rousey, their biggest star on Fox. Look, if they're going to cut the check, and granted, you know, you know, have full supporting of this, and like Will said, move it to a Friday, all this different. Um, you know, changing the whole workflow of everything. Why can't they make demands like this to make it work? If you really want, if 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 Fox was brought in to solve a problem and to compensate the problem with you know with the the money payback, you got to let them work. If you restrain them, then you know none of this is going to come about. The one thing I will say is the big thing right now in all of entertainment is streaming services, and streaming services is completely. Um, taking control and, and even taking hostages hostage of basic cable uh, programming as um like AM, AM, AME, AMC, I'm sorry, um, with The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad, where they're just like, okay, yeah, well, we do have these storylines that happened on TV or is happening, but we're going to take our biggest stars from that, give them movie rights, and make the content exclusive on the app. Considering that the WWE Network has... um you know, um, has a successful app. Do you think with Fox backing and stuff like that, do we, we may be seeing anything else kind of crazy like that as well? But here's the thing. Though, here's my devil's advocate of it. And I, and it makes me excited, too, just by hearing what Jamal stated and even what you stated about the streaming services and making more content available. But my biggest fear is who is still running the business? It's still WWE. Now, one thing I will say, right, regardless if it's football on Fox or football on CBS, it's still football. Regardless if it's, you know, college basketball on FS1 or college basketball on CBS, even though it's different presentation, it's still college basketball. Let, 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 let me counter that, though. WWE. That's, not an, that's not inherently true. And, and this is the thing. Um, the reason, one of the reasons why Fox 
Uh, what was their biggest uh, advertisement when Fox came with the NFL on Thursday nights? Uh, well, we are, we're bringing you the games that you want to see on Fox. Because apparently, when they did NBC or CBS or that whatever that was in mm-hmm. the NFL network, mm-hmm. people apparently didn't want to see Jacksonville at Cleveland. Or people didn't want to stay up late for um, you know San Diego and, and Buffalo or wh- whoever the hell plays nowadays. But So it's not just a guarantee. And with the um, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, which has been the elephant in the room for the uh, for a large portion of the last you know, few seasons in the NFL, uh, it's not just football because and people were finding things to you know to watch, um, right? And that's just what it was. Now, as far as the wrestling goes, you're right. People will watch wrestling when they want to watch wrestling, wherever they want to watch wrestling, right? Uh, and the the question now becomes is like. I don't think more content is the answer because you can only do so much with Fox television over the air. Mm-hmm. With, with the WWE already has the WWE network, but for people that don't want to pony up um, the ten bucks a month, you know, will Fox? How much of an influence will Fox have on WWE programming? That's the biggest question for me. And I think that whether it's some mashup of Fox style and WWE content. Or Fox taking over WWE content and bringing like a New Japan type of feel, where it's more of a boxing match or more of a professional, um, you know, wrestling match, right? Um, versus this television. Uh, will I think, and I, I hope rather, that WWE on Fox will be an entertaining sport, whereas right. Monday Night Raw will be sports entertainment. Yeah. Mm. And it's always kind of been like that where SmackDown's been more so the wrestling show Agreed. as opposed to Raw being the true Vince McMahon sports entertainment, you know, vision that he's always had. If anything, I think what we might get, hopefully, is a more pronounced division of that where you see more of that contrast. And it will help because it'll make the two shows feel different as opposed to just like, oh, on a, on Monday they got red and on Tuesday they got blue. Otherwise, it's the same damn thing. You know, make the shows feel truly different from each other. And if you go with more of a serious sports presentation on the Fox version, and then on USA it's more of the soap opera and, you know, fireworks and razzmatazz Hollywood sizzle, then the shows will feel kind of different from each other and not just so much of a rehash every darn week that you see them. But to be fair, I said that when uh, SmackDown got this revamp, it came Tuesday. We were talking mm-hmm. about what the SmackDown Live need to do when they went live. What do they need to do to be better? What do they need to do right. to differentiate themselves from Raw? And they don't have to do much. But if they, you know, just, just by adding stupid things, adding a clock uh, where all the matches were 10 or 10 minutes for a regular match or 15 minutes for a championship match, you know, adding maybe a point system to determine actually who's the hell is the best instead of just, I want to challenge you because he's injured. Um, they kind of did know, that already with the top 10 that faded very quick, though. But I, I get your point. But... <laughs> no, right, 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 right. I mean, that was, that was a really bad execution of like a very simple concept. But the bottom right. line is, is that SmackDown needed to do something different to differentiate themselves from, from Raw. Because right. for casual WWE fans, they only know of Raw and SmackDown, and they may have heard of NXT. So for SmackDown or Fox, this is what I'm, I'm thinking. Especially since they're kind of like, hey, we need to get Ronda Rousey on this. Um, she's going to be, you know, the face 
uh, WWE on Fox, you know, she's going to be, and even like just hearing that WWE on Fox, it, it invokes a certain attitude towards it. It does. It does. It, yeah. it really does. Well, and, so, and, also, I, and also the key that they're not even just on Fox, they are being promoted as part of the Fox Sports family. Yeah, you know they're 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 straight up saying they are part of Fox Sports. Apparently that that was a huge part of why Vince chose them because they hit them with the whole idea of look, you're going to be part of Fox Sports. The Thursday night NFL game that's going to be on the night before, you will be heavily promoted during that because you are part of the Fox Sports family. That was the tie-in that kind of yeah. sealed the deal, supposedly. Mm. I, I definitely see coincidentally. If Raw was in Indianapolis on Monday and SmackDown or, or SmackDown will be in Indianapolis on Friday and Fox has the Colts game at home, I wouldn't be surprised if Sasha Banks got into the booth with Joe Buck. Absolutely. And, and like just stuff like that, that kind of cross-promoted that NBC frankly doesn't do. Yep. But then again, do we really need to see Seth Rollins on an episode of Suits? <laughs> I mean, they do it anyway. I mean, I mean, granted, on USA Network, we had Randy Orton on um, Shooter, and they yep. heavily promoted that. And I mean, it was a good episode as well. So um, I really, I really—that's why I'm kind of like quiet on this. I'm really liking um, the ideas you guys are throwing out, and I think that because this is not something that we are relying on the creative of WWE to make happen, which all of our fantasy booking and all these ideas that we think could work that they never execute on. They just pull the chair from under you and they go with Dolph Ziggler. Um, considering Fox have been masterminds and really promoting and a successful tenure in shows. I mean, granted, some of the longest episodic uh, TV shows of all time live on Fox. Um, and but Empire is still a thing for some, hot, some odd reason. Um, it's still on. <laughs> but 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 let me ask this too, and, that, and anybody can take this. Now, as we're throwing up these ideas, I know, of course, we're smart in our own ways. But you got executives that's thinking about this on Fox, WWE side of how they want to promote and build this. October 2019 is literally right around the corner. We're less than a year away. You got to start thinking that some promos, some advertisements, something's going to come through that needs to break through to make people want to view this product. Mm -hmm. When is the time to happen? For this to start coming on commercials, coming on maybe current Raw and SmackDown to make that shift happen nah. to see what we're going to do. No, nah, there's no reason to do that because there's there's, there's one thing. There's two things. One, that WWE fans are going to go wherever the show goes um, besides the network because mm -hmm. that, that requires a little bit more of obligation. But Fox is easily accessible. It's on basic TV. Um, you may even be able to get it on antenna. I don't know. I have an, I have an antenna and I'm yeah, watching Fox right now. Okay. This is ne it's network television. All Bad. you need is an antenna. That's that's part of the reason why when this happens, when this move happens, SmackDown becomes the A show just because it's going to be more readily available than Raw because you're not going to need cable for it. Right. That's not a guarantee. Well, well to, to answer to answer Marcel's question, do they need to start promoting this stuff? No, because you no. know why? The biggest commercial of all time happens, um, what is it, end of February? Or March? I'm sorry, but whatever it is, the Super Bowl. One, no. one 30 minute episode of, of WWE moving towards moving toward to Fox uh come October is all the promoting they're gonna need. Once they kick that off. I thought CBS has the Super Bowl this year. They do. It does. CBS has it. Oh, they okay. Well, excuse me on that then. But but um, don't matter, Fox can still pay some money to do some cross promotion, even though it's very, very unlikely. But still, they could do something to make a bold statement during the Super Bowl no, time. But you, but you know what they do, Fox does have, though. 
Fox does have the World Series. I would, oh, in, yeah. In October, perfect timing. Yep. True that. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I'm not, we're not suggesting that this thing is going to happen on, you know, October, uh, you know, 1st, but it's, it should, it should happen in October. So I think a year from now, in the first November, as we lead up to Survivor Series, uh, and we also know that the television, the fall television season starts at the end of September. Yeah. Um, football kicks off the fall television season. Yep. Uh, with a bunch of their new shows. So I would say True. sometime around then, uh, between September and November of next year, is when we should expect to see things on, on Fox. Now, when should they start promoting it? Well, well what, about, what about this, Jamal? Let me throw this kicker in. in I don't mean to interrupt your, your comment. Okay. What about the All-Star game for baseball? Again, again, right? I mean, like, they don't – there's probably going to be a storyline built into this move. I got you. Um, we, we've seen storylines come up with the WWE draft when they moved from TNN back to the USA Network. There was a storyline involved in that. Um, <clears throat> the whole get the F out promotion from the early 2000s. Uh, there was a storyline involved in that. So they're going to have to work that in. Now, as uh-huh. far as but the one thing that we have been talking about, we've been talking about so many things as far as what, what Fox can do and what WWE can do. We've not talked once about the wrestlers or changing the product. Yeah. And I right. think that considering how much we bash WWE for having a shitty product, we're not even suggesting that they change it for Fox. Which means that it ain't just the wrestling. Because I think if you like that style of wrestling that WWE brings, then good on you. Mm-hmm. It's just that the presentation on NBC is flat out boring. It is. It's, it's just, and their integration and, and cross-pollination of NBC's networks is, 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 is flat out, uh, you know, is barely there. I'm not seeing any WWE pro- uh, product um, cross promoted on NBC Sports Washington or uh, the NHL on NBC. It doesn't exist. So, how can you encourage people to watch your program if you're not reaching out to your core audience, which is usually red blooded males between 18 and 35? But then again, Ring of Honor in one of the largest markets for television has their product on for the first time at two thirty in the morning, so it's got to be more, some more something, something more to it than that. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, I mean, uh, we 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 kind of brushed over the point uh, a little, but I mean, with that being said, I mean that's why I think that Fox making the demand of having Ronda Rousey on the show um helps. Every yeah. every, every time I improving viewership, that you do want to put your biggest name on there. Um, you're also going to want um, you're also going to want appearances by you know people like John Cena um, and stuff like that. And um, you know, it, no matter what they're involved in, you want them on the show. And then I do think because they want to keep it still as a sports show, you do put your hardest workers on the show, your best your your um your best performers. But, um, but to be fair though, that's relevant that. to their current storylines. We could argue about who's the physically the best, most talented wrestler is. But even and if you want to say that's AJ Styles, that's fine. I'm just going to use him for example because he's super popular. If he's in a crap storyline, it doesn't matter. Well, how I, hype were we when Nakamura came? And now look at him. Yeah, I, I understand that. But I mean, at that point now, I mean, again, if, if your job is to just get viewers, um, the viewership up, you definitely want to. First of all, come October, little if anybody knows it, that that is automatically going to be a hard reboot date. Like it, whatever happens, it's going to be a start of something new come October. Um, so we will, and, and, and I don't know if we're, is there is there going to be a shakeup before then, or maybe they're just not 
um, maybe there just won't just be uh, dependent rosters on the on each show. Maybe they will have people floating all over. Um, but nonetheless, um, again, you just want you just want to make sure you, your most popular, well known names are on that show. End of the day, um, and then and then you know they got I, since I believe it will be a hard reset. I think that's a good time to start creating relevant storylines for the talent at hand. Um, and, and the uh, and to kind of go back on this uh, notion that WWE could take uh, some time off. Should SmackDown go on hiatus for any extended period of time before they reboot themselves on Fox? Oh, USA ain't having that. <laughs> nah, that can't happen. USA it got the milk out and is uh, uh got the cow out and milk is going to milk it all before then. Let, 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 let's say that it could happen let, because he, obviously USA doesn't care. They're in a lame duck situation. Let, let's say that Fox does kick him an extra, I don't know, four shows in, in a month. Let's say they kick him an extra ten million, five million dollars mm. for SmackDown, whatever. And, and and Fox is like, all right, fine, we'll eat that. Just just get it off the air. And then they come back and build the anticipation. You know, tease what the new set's going to look like. Tease what the new commentary team's going to look like. Build up this new attitude on WWE on Fox. Uh, build up you know the pregame show hosted by insert UFC Chuck Liddell or whoever the hell uh, and, and and whatever. And then they come back, you know, because now you have some anticipation because you're only going to get that first impression once. Yeah. You've never yeah. seen this before. True. True. No, they, they got to make a big splash on that first episode. When it when it comes, that's why I figure, like, all bets are off as far as what may happen. I figure the entire roster is going to be up for grabs as far as shuffling the deck, as far as storylines are going to start up or, or if they're going to, you know, change stuff up. I mean, it's probably all going to come down to what's – that'll be a month after SummerSlam. So they're probably going to have to kind of see where they stand, what could use some freshening up, how the summer went, and then just – if they want to continue some like some stuff on there that's really hot, they can do that. They can add to it. They could take away. Who knows? But I mean, that like there's no doubt that first episode on Fox has to be big. It's got to mm-hmm. be pretty much a pay per view quality event for that mm-hmm. first episode, and then they got to go from there. But I mean, they can't just have it. It cannot just be another episode of SmackDown just on a different channel and on mm-hmm. Friday night. It's got to be an event. Agreed. All right, let's let's move on to uh, something else that I didn't plan on talking about. I would, we have been talking about both Raw and SmackDown. Um, obviously, uh, if you've been watching um, this week's product as well as uh, as well as uh, NXT Takeover, um, you did see that they have been teasing a new signee in Laura Sullivan to um, either come up to Raw or SmackDown um, soon, as they say, coming soon. Just quickly, uh, where would you like? Where would you like to see that guy go? And uh, how do you think he should be booked, or who do you think he should, he should work first? I see him being no more than a snitsky, and I'm sorry to be so disappointing. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like literally, he doesn't. Well, if you bring him on Raw, you put him in that Braun Strowman role if you want to, just as a heel side. If you put him on SmackDown, it's it's too overloaded as far as at the top per se of what you would do. I just don't think it's the right move for him. I don't think it's the right time. Yeah, he got that classic size, but we're talking about Snitsky, Mason Ryan, where you push these guys too much, and I think he's still green, and he won't make it. I'm, I'm just – I'm not excited about it at all. Maybe that's just me being a pessimist, but I, that, I'm not excited at all. My thinking, well. on him is, my thinking on him is this, bro. <laughs> I can make this really, really quick. If you're going to put him anywhere, you put him on SmackDown. 
Because with his size, if you put him on Raw, you already got Brock Lesnar there. You already got Braun Strowman. You already have monsters on that show. Heck, when Kane comes around, he's on Raw. So there's no reason to put him there. If you're going to put him anywhere, put him on SmackDown. Is he going to make it? I got no idea. I agree. It seems too early, and he's really damn green. But as far as being a monster, SmackDown's the place he needs to be. Uh, I'll make this quick and say that um, uh, SmackDown's got to be where he goes, obviously, because you don't want to overload him with Lesnar and Strowman um, and Baron Corbin for whatever reason he still wrestles <laughs> on Raw. But um, I think you have to go, he has to go wherever they have a plan for him. Um, I think the first thing you got to do is put him in a faction um, and you have like, you know, him and three other guys just run roughshod. Um, I don't, I don't really buy his gimmick in NXT. Uh, it really didn't work for me. Uh, so him going up to the main roster, uh, I think he'll, you know, be probably wherever Fandango and Tyler Perry, Tyler Breeze, Tyler Perry. Wow. I wish it was Tyler Perry. Actually, now that I think about it, Madea will be WWE champion. Yeah, Madea's Intercontinental Title run. That'd be awesome. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't see it, and that's that's kind of the. The thing, like they got to do something with him, and they will bring him up. But I think he just wherever they put him, he's just going to fall by the wayside quickly. Oh, guys, guys, guys! You guys are so optimistic. This guy's going to raw. You know why? Because Vince McMahon says so. This is a classic Vince McMahon character. Oh, he'll be on raw, and he'll be just another another monster in the abundance of monsters, and he's going to get a huge push because he's a Vince McMahon guy. So that's that's just that, and and by the way, that match with him and Keith Lee on NXT last night was pretty damn good. So, um, wasn't John Heidenreich a Vince McMahon guy? Who exactly? <laughs> Anybody that tall is a Vince McMahon guy, but there's only so many opportunities you can give to these big goofs before even Vince is like, ah, damn, I wish I could do something with him, but it's just not working. <laughs> Good and he's not is. even like a guy like Test or uh, Prince Albert or uh, he, he is a big goof like Snitsky. And and it's just like, uh, well, we'll see. Good thing is uh, there's an open spot on the roster for his manager coming from 205 Live. So we'll see who uh, we'll see who's able to um, who's who, who's going to get that call for that. Huh. All right. So um, what will we talk about now? What's our next topic? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Um, we mentioned last week about the rumors of this. What are they calling it? All Elite Wrestling. Yep. And obviously, I'm not making much of it. I mean, again, it it it's very very um coincidental on the trademarks that's been um that's been uh what's the word I'm looking for? Filed. Filed. Trademarks have been filed. That's what's happened. Yeah, but uh, okay, Jamal. So I give it to you on this. Um, so <clears throat> I really didn't follow the all elite wrestling shenanigans. Um, didn't, don't really know too much to make of it. Obviously, um, if you keep up with being the elite at all, you see that everything counts down to midnight at, uh, or New Year's Day, uh, New Year's Eve shenanigans. Don't know. But then, of course, these all elite wrestling, uh, uh, copyright and trademarks have been filed. And the address of those trademark holders are of the, uh, uh Tony Khan. Um, and, and you know him as the son of the Jacksonville Jaguars owner, uh, I think Shahid Khan. And yep. long and short of it is, 
their money on top of money on top of money. <laughs> and if they are, if they really, and if the Khan family really want to do a Ted Turner, that's spending money for them. So realistically, because I believe Tony Khan is, is actually a big wrestling fan, put his father on into the business and say, hey, there's something in this. Yeah. Um, you know, and then now all of a sudden, based on, on, off the back of All In, you know, we're making, we're moving forward towards a potential startup uh, with theoretically the Young Bucks and Cody in some capacity. And obviously the rumor has been that Jim Ross has some hand in it. Chris Jericho has some hand in it. But those rumors uh, still remain just that. Uh, well, I guess my question to you is, since everybody says that this is the WWE's biggest threat, and 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 no, <laughs> let's okay. just stop that right okay. now. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like WWE made a billion dollar deal with Fox, so let's that, not even go there. Yeah. But realistically, MLW it has a legit deal with BN Sports. Now, if you have that cable channel or not, that's a different problem. Uh, Ring of Honor is owned by a television company that, well. God bless Sinclair, but you have the distribution. Put the product on TV, mm-hmm. and then there are other the darn um, thing. Jeez. <laughs> well, there's there's that too. But you yeah. have, um, you know, other things with other trappings, and then of course, most of them are online anyway, uh, via their own streaming service or Powerbomb.tv or something of the like. So, should we make of a big deal, or any deal? of this all elite wrestling. That's number one. Um, should New Japan be very concerned that um, that, that this is actually going to hurt them more than it ever will the WWE? Um, because, that, because I think they have the most to lose. New Japan has been trying their damnness to actually get this U.S. operation off the ground. And then the American half of the Bullet Club, which is wildly popular in both the U.S. and Japan, is kind of not a thing anymore. And then you have the Japanese half of the Bullet Club, which it doesn't resonate in America as much as it should, is still over there. And they want to make an inroad in the U.S. and their, and their biggest U.S.-based talent may be starting their own thing. Uh-oh. So if, New, <laughs> if, you're, if you're New Japan and Ring of Honor, um, how concerned are you? Because WWE really doesn't care right now. Very concerned. Very concerned that they're absolutely who is would be hurt the most by it. Ring of Honor, especially because the Bucks, Cody, Hangman Page, Marty Skrull, they're all out the door. So, I mean, that's pretty much their hottest characters, pretty much the top of their card. So, like, I mean, they all leave. Ring of Honor's left with like Jay Lethal, like uh, Dalton well, Castle. I think Lethal's know? going too. Uh, I, I, I think I, he I just, think... I think he might have just re signed, I heard. Maybe I know I know that they gave Silas Young a contract, but I don't know about Lethal. But if he did resign, yeah. then you know they're yeah. cool. Um, but anyway, as far as Bonner, idea, it's like you got like Dalton, you got Jay Lethal. I mean, you, the Briscoes. But I mean, it, it's guys that have been there a while. Like their hottest acts are all talking, you know, about doing this. If it if it comes true, I mean, there's definitely with the trademark filing. I look at it like this: there's smoke to the fire now. There's there's definitely some legitimacy to it. It's just a matter of will it pan out in any substantial way or was this just, you know, oh, we were kicking around ideas and it got serious enough that, you know, we figured we better file some paperwork just in case. But who knows? But it's definitely what the story here really is, is how it would affect New Japan 
in the U.S., absolutely, since all these inroads have been made with Hot Topic and everything, and how it would affect Ring of Honor. Essentially, it's the battle for number two. WWE's sitting there just like, hey, whatever you guys are doing, unless, unless they catch fire enough that people start leaving WWE to go there when their contracts are up, then it would get interesting. But I don't see that happening until this thing would get off the ground and prove that, you know, there's real money behind it and there's a future there. Hey, you know, I had to, first of all, that that fake roster that's being floated around and the graphic about the, who the potential roster is going to be is just absolutely blasphemy. And none of that, and that, and that is never going to come to fruition. Um, but the big thing here is, like I said the other day online, um, no one's leaving the NBA to go to the big three. That's just not happening. Um, no matter if you're riding that bench on, on the, that deep bench on the Washington Wizards next to Dwight Howard, you're not leaving that to go to the big three. Like, it's not happening. That, I don't think it's a fair comparison, and, I, and you know that. Well, I mean... Because, because the long and short of it is, is that in wrestling, as an independent contractor, you're trying to make the most money. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you do wrestling, you do wrestling because you love it. Because you know that the bumps are going to be hard, the road is long, and the pay may or may not suck. And if you can do wrestling for some of the money or all the money, you're going to do wrestling. Now, in sports, uh, and, and I want to diminish wrestling and say that it's not a sport, um, but in the major, the major team sports, your goal is to make it to the highest um, level in, that, in your country. That's so if you're playing hockey, if you're playing hockey in Russia, you want to be a KHL star and then hopefully make it to the NHL. You yeah, want to play for the Swedish Elite League. Right. So in, yeah, in wrestling, everyone wants to go to WWE. But, but wrestling is, is kind of like music in that regard, where you can be the biggest go-go star in D.C. <laughs> and once you leave the and, and, may, and rule the town, but nobody gives a good goddamn about the Northeast Groovers outside of the Beltway. Yeah, okay. So, okay. So, that's my point. Anybody in wrestling, their ultimate goal is to go to WWE. That's it. Right. Not, but not necessarily, though. Because I mean, if you were to ask the Northeast Groovers, are they legends? Yes, yeah, they, they are. are. That's, they are. Absolutely, absolutely they are. Yeah, yeah, but so you're not going to tell me that they didn't, they didn't come out there and do their thing and make their way and make their niche. But did they have to go to BET to do it? Well, no. Because they're not known outside of the Beltway, but they're goddamn legends. Yeah, but at the same time, too, well, how often were they playing anywhere outside of places like Howard Theater? Beyond, beyond that, you're not seeing them sell out shows each and every weekend at the Verizon Center. So, but, but the point is, because the way the Young Bucks did it, they didn't do the WWE thing. Kenny yeah. Omega isn't the face of Fire Pro Wrestling because of his WWE tenure. Yeah, I get, so, I get that, but that's that's also due to his contract with New Japan. So the fact that you know they're starting their own thing and they will have this rich billionaire guys backing, that doesn't automatically guarantee that they're going to bring in or or generate the same type of revenue they did as far as self uh, funding uh, with whatever their return um, was was probably sketched out to be. Right. To just take a guaranteed contract with WWE and be safe for their family and stuff. Now, the way I look at this, and I could be completely off the rails here, when they did all in, that was an entire family effort. Their wives were involved, um, you know, their best friends were involved, or just anybody that was completely trusted was set at that table. Well, to be them. fair, uh, they did have some sponsors, yeah, and a lot of and, and a lot of their sponsors, um, you know, made it made it work. 
Yeah, I'm getting there, but I'm just saying when it comes down to that, you know, it took a complete effort for them to do that. I, I get it. Once they realized that once people realized that they can really do it, then people started to jump on the bandwagon. But beyond that, them reaching out to Hot Topic, them wanting Funko Pops, all that other stuff is all the stuff that them as a team collaboratively had to do. And it was hard work. You can tell these guys are burnt out from it because of the fact that the matter is like afterwards, you know, they didn't automatically guarantee a, a part two of this. This is why, you know, they uh, apparently, and and you know, from what Will said a little bit earlier, and and, and the statement that came out earlier from um, the Young Bucks is, uh, you know, they they did they did the copyrights to kind of protect themselves, but they got they got deals on the table from everyone because everyone wants them, and beyond them, you know, trying to invest in themselves, they also got to take a look at their families and say like. Well, what's the more safe choice for me here that's going to work? Yep. Not necessarily, though, because 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 basically what we're talking about is relative, because who do you want to be? Do you want to be Titus O'Neil and guarantee a paycheck and not have to deal with the bullshit that indie wrestlers have to go through? Uh, because a lot of their uh, personal affairs should be handled by WWE. Mm-hmm. So there is a bit of a security blanket. Yeah, that's and, that's you know, what I'm saying. That's all I'm Titus saying. O'Neil needs to throw himself in the ring. Uh, or under the ring every time he baseball slots in there, then that's what he's going to do for the money. Yeah, our truth. Same thing. I have never, I have not seen that man wrestle this year, but he's been on TV, <laughs> and I began with his ring being paid. So good hey, on you, Ron. It's good time, for you. One time. One it's, time. Hey, it's all good because he has a he has a um song that's uh that's uh within that did like a what a hundred thousand listens on SoundCloud or something like that. And, and a lot of views on YouTube too. And it's not that bad. Hey, so so you know he, he's making I'll, it work. But uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll tell not, you this: our truth gets to come out on SmackDown and dance with Carmella every week, and he gets paid to do that. Sign me up. Sign <laughs> with me up. Will, I am with you one hundred percent. No, nah, I mean, but no, I think I think you know that's what I'm saying. Like I may be off rails because obviously I don't we don't know them personally, we don't know their family situation. But I mean, granted that the fact that they did have wives and stuff that did completely help them set up this um event, and you know, they still have kids and stuff at the same time, maybe it is kind of you know satisfying for them to be able to say, you know what, we'll just sign, we'll work, we'll still do what we love, we'll be on the we'll we'll be the top stars, you know, they'll work the deal. To make sure they're completely protected and they're able to still do the things they like to do afterwards, but it also puts their family in security and it also gives them a rest, so they don't have to be so completely involved in doing the things. Now, you know, they talked about their wives being, you know, pretty much the brains behind a lot of their merch, uh, the designs for stuff like that, and you know, as far as getting the deals done for the sponsorships. I mean, that's a family toe while they're, you know, traveling here, there, and you know, while they're at home with the kids, like. Who would think that you know them signing isn't just you know a safe measure for what they had to do for their family? But to your point, if these dudes legitimately want to go out as the biggest legends to never have signed with WWE, then this is not their choice. This that's that's not their option. And then everything that seemed to be being planted left and right is the is the ultimate route that they want to go with. I mean, but to be fair though, I think obviously again it's all relative. And also, more importantly than that, it's it's an individual choice at a specific, at a specific time that it has to be made, because uh, the young bucks have told stories about how uh, their credit card was declined at McDonald's, and they nearly said, you know, screw this, we're just going to go and and get real jobs and make a living for ourselves. And then obviously, they said, you know, one more show, and then they, and then something happened, 
and then they just took the ball and ran from it, ran with it from there. Um, Cody Rhodes is the perfect example because yeah. he went from well, he did it. He was a WWE guy. He was born into the business. Uh, you know, his father was a guy. His brother's a guy, and then he left. And I'm not going to say that. Well, he's bigger now than he's ever been. Well, if you ask the WWE mainstream fan, he ain't. But then again, for us, someone that looks outside of the WWE bubble, he damn sure is. So it's yeah. all relative. Um, and with that said, I think for him, if you were to ask him specifically, you know, are you happy that you made the decision that you made and got the buzz himself with the list and got the, the matches that he got and the NWA championship and the all-in and everything like that, you know, is he happy with the decision? You'll say, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Would he have made that decision twice? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I will, I, I will say this. The one thing I think that um, that people aren't considering because people think because of the successful all-in that this automatically means that they're going to rival WWE to uh, the point we've been making on the show. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, WWE that's, that's is ridiculous. perfectly fine. But the biggest threat, since they're going to Florida, uh, which seems to be uh, Impact's old stomping grounds, is ultimately Impact because all they need to do is if they get the right that I mean they're going to have some of the hottest talent wanting to join them, but if they run their if they run their uh, promotion like how Impact runs their promotion, sign exclusive contracts to all of their hot talent and have everyone else come in as in as in indie deals, they'll be perfectly fine. I mean, in a sense, I think that's what MLW does, right? Uh, I think MLW has more of like a hybrid contract where you can sit with TNA. Um, does that too? Where they say like, yeah, listen, that's what I'm impact, yeah, impact. Well, yeah, we talk to the MLW, but 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 in you know, God damn that out. I love that out. They, they, <laughs> they get a, they get first dibs on you. They get right. first dibs, and you're mean when you're not when they're not using you. You're free to work other dates with probably some caveats in there about they might be able to refuse an opponent or something, and you can't wrestle like on a streaming service or something like that. Yeah. So know? for for impact, obviously, if you're in broad in a big storyline or whatever, you know that may be. A little bit more of a thing, but they only tape once a month too, um, I believe. So they're saying, be in Toronto on the first Saturday in, in of the month. Uh, fill your shows on your, on the indie scene the rest of the day. Maybe they can't. Maybe you can stream. Maybe you can't. And then, or if you're with an Impact related, you know, guy that we like wherever you are in the country, then maybe that's cool. There are a lot of different ways to play it, mm. and we don't even know what all the re elite wrestling is going to be. We don't know where they're going to be based. Uh, we do know that, like, you know, Marty uh, Skrull is is moved to Florida. Um, yeah, know, he has a place he's there. He's, he'll, he'll be in he'll be in um, NXT UK, hundred percent. Um, so Real we big. don't we don't know what the um, what the latest uh, shenanigans are. Uh, we just know that the trademarks have been have been filed. It does, nothing matters if they don't have a viable TV deal. Yeah. And, I, so, and I, so there's been rumors about that as well, too, right? Yeah, there, there has. But the longest, longest short of it is um, the, the Achilles heel of Ring of Honor, uh, because the wrestling, again, is relative and subjective as to what is good and bad. But they don't have a TV deal worth a damn. It, it doesn't come on for everybody at the same time around the country. A lot of their major, the major markets in the country aren't, uh, aren't affected. And they only um, tour in like... Maybe 10 cities, uh, 10 different cities, and they'll do Final Battle in New York, and they have a show in Toronto every year. Mm -hmm. And then they do, the, they do the Vegas show, they do Final Battle, um, and they do um, 
uh, the anniversary in Lowell, Lowell Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> Ring of Honor, for all as great of a thing as they've done to, to survive and persevere and be their own brand, nobody watches their product because it's not available to most of the country. Mm-hmm. And that's that's stupid to me since they are owned by a television network. That's uh, not. But as far yeah. as the uh, whatever this Young Bucks elite uh, shenanigans is, um, you know, good luck. But the long and short of it is, if it's not, it just has to be wrestling. I, I, I you know, I think people are going to, you know, they have an army of inflatable penises at, at all in. Wrestling <laughs> fans are willing to overlook a lot. <laughs> All right, yeah, to, to, to put a bow on that, I'm just going to say, yeah, first of all, let's put this in scope. That whatever this is going to be, whatever everyone thinks it's going to be, it's not going to rival WWE. It's not going to threaten WWE. And I, again, I stand firm that no one is leaving WWE to take a bet on this, um, period. Um, again, well, no one's leaving the NBA to go to the I big was three. just about to say that. No one can be good with the warm up suit on the bench. Instead of no, going to the G League, no one, no one is leaving. Um, no one is 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 going to turn down an NBA deal to be drafted. You don't think Daniel NBA. Bryan will? Who? That's a different story, think, though. That, that's no. a different story. Daniel Bryan is. I mean, first of all, he's the champion right now, and he obviously has the golden ticket. And all this rumors about them giving up on him has been squashed. The, the guy obviously has. Hey, he's resigned. He signed a new deal. Yeah, so. he's oh, he did. Yeah, yeah in October, he's. he's 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 signed. He's locked he's in. Completely in control of his creative. Everything that he's all been saying he wanted to do is all happening. Him being a heel, who he wants to work, coming back to be the champion. I mean, that guy has the golden ticket, point blank. And 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 no, again, no one's leaving WWE to go to it. It's just not happening. Now these other people that may be signed to I don't know Impact and ROH and or just freelancing out there, um, um their odds is definitely. Like, hey, I seen how cool All In was, and I wasn't able to be there. There's no way I'm not taking the opportunity to work this promotion. And granted, we all know that Florida, if it is going to be Florida, since that's where the trademarks were filed, um, we all know that that's the capital of indie wrestling home. So um, (laughs) a lot of people that's in the area definitely would love to work in their backyard day in and day out, which is why, you know, MLW reset or reboot, shall we say, has jumped off successfully. So um I, I think I think it's just uh something we have to wait and see. And again, Marty Scroll is not going there. Marty Scroll is gonna sign with WWE. He's gonna be with his girl who has yet to debut uh officially. Um so I can only make me wonder if she and he will be part of that new WWE UK division that needs more talent now. So I think that's just my fancy book on that. Anyway, let's get to the last thing before we get out of here. What's this XFL news that you got, Jamal? Hmm. Well, short answer is we don't know. Um, <laughs> we don't know what it is because it hasn't happened yet. It will happen December 5th at noon, which is this coming Wednesday. Um, huh. uh, yeah. So uh, apparently the AAF, the American Alliance of Football, is a thing that's starting up next year. Ask for it by name. Uh, they have teams in San Diego, Salt Lake City, Phoenix, San Antonio, Memphis, Atlanta, Birmingham, and Orlando, Florida. So cool. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean for the XFL? Uh, the rumor is is that St. Louis will get a team and they'll play at the um, TWA Dome, mm. um, or whatever they call it now, since TWA doesn't exist anymore. The greatest show on the um, re- Right. 
So uh, they'll play there, and they'll play 10 games with five of them playing at in St. Louis. The, but there's no word yet on these seven other host cities. Uh, but apparently, the league will reportedly own all the teams. So they're still scheduled with, uh, with a return of 2020, with a WWE being a minority owner. And uh, Vince McMahon sold $100 million of his, own, of his stock to launch Alpha Entertainment as the parent company of the league. And he says that he expects to spend $500 million in the first three years of, of uh, operations. So now this is, a, this is a thing. And much like we just talked about with the whatever this elite thing is versus WWE, we know good and damn well that nobody is going to compare the XFL, whatever it is, to the NFL. <laughs> Nobody's going to compare it to, 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 to higher-ranking college football. Yeah, nope. The long and short of it is the XFL would be like a professional version of North Dakota State versus the <laughs> University of Minnesota St. Cloud. And yes, that is a thing that can happen, but nobody cares. <laughs> Unless they do what the Big Three has done and just be a sport, but different. I, I like the Big Three. already doing that right now. Uh, who, what football? Flag football. I mean, it did pretty well over the summer with the pros versus the... Uh... The, the flag football greats or whatever. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I didn't know that was a thing because it no, wasn't on Fox at nine o'clock. No. <laughs> Good point. But but still, I mean, it's like if you want you know, football, um, you could air the the Canadian Football League airs on ESPN in the U.S. I believe, and or ESPN eight the Ocho. Um, or knows the Arena League's been going around for years. <laughs> yeah, they still have teams. Apparently, I think they're down to five now. All <laughs> uh, four of them. Two of them in the D.C. area. Baltimore and D.C. Yeah, but I think they only have five teams total, and they used to have like 20. Wait, wait. Didn't the D.C. team win the championship this year? They did. They, they surely did. They had a terrible record. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they went like two and eight and won the championship. Right. See, see, see all the waves that made locally, all the, all the hoopla for that. Oh, but, <laughs> wait, yeah, right. for eight? Right. Once the Capitals it, won, they, they say forget everything else. But the poor Mystics. No one even knew they were even. No one even know they were a team at this point because they played their games at Mason. They did, sure did. I mean, I was down to go to a WNBA finals game until I realized I had to go to the Patriot Center. Yep, exactly. Who the hell is taking a fifty dollar Uber ride out there to to Vienna? Oh my god, <laughs> nobody's doing that. But with this XFL thing, um, no. So, so three big questions for me, um, and you guys can you know, take any one you want. Number one. Uh, how much of an effect does will this have on Vince McMahon's inability to juggle both WWE and football? Great. Will he actually step away? Uh, yes, a lot, a lot. Obviously, his money is completely invested in this, and he's done some very, you know, very business-centric moves to make this happen. Um, there's no way you you invest that much and then you you're not full-time in it. Um, WWE will be in good shape with uh, Triple H and Stephanie. Uh, okay. Uh, second question is, what would you want to see from the XFL from a football standpoint that the NFL doesn't do? Easy. Vince Man's mission statement here. I want to see it faster because I'm tired of sitting. <laughs> it, I mean, granted, it's why I watch only my team and the red zone because I'd be tired and just flat out exhausted after watching a three-hour game. So, but, but to be fair, though, if they cut out commercials... 
and had a running clock like soccer does, the game would be two hours. Right. That's the that's on, by any means necessary. <laughs> I mean, because like a, a soccer game is ninety minutes of playing time, and it's a two hour long sporting event. Yeah, by any means necessary. I want to see it faster, like Vince McMahon wants. To. That's but that's the thing. Like, if if you like, you don't have you don't have to make the game faster. The NFL is an hour. No, 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 no. I'm it, we're saying the same thing. I don't I don't care how it's done. I just don't want to be sitting for completion of the game in front of a screen for three hours, point blank. If they cut out commercials, great. If they you know run and clock, great. Shorter time periods, great. Whatever it is, that's I'm I'm all for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the last thing is, uh, if if the NFL, uh, I mean, or the XFL, you know, after, once it gets off the air, do you think that's going to have an impact on uh, what Fox does as far as football goes? Because Fox has, is invested in the WWE, in uh, per their SmackDown, and WWE is invested in football per the XFL. Uh, how safe do you think that the, the sides, two sides will play it, or doesn't it not even matter to them? That's make or break the league right there because at some point you're going to be like, okay, if this game is too safe, I mean, too rough, or you know, the concussion protocols or whatever has to come in, and you're going to have some report, or uh, they come, it's going to mess it up. It's going to mess it up. So at some point, I think it still has to be football of some sort, uh, some guidelines, but compared to the NFL, it's, it's not going to make it. Yeah, like we were just saying about the all elite thing, they're kind of in the same situation where the, the right. big question is, what kind of TV deal is the XFL going to get? What kind of, you know, coverage is it going to get? What kind of penetration is it going to get? Until we know that, that's going to decide so much how seriously it's going to be taken. I mean, you can't remember the first go around. I mean, it was on NBC. It was on Saturday nights. I mean, is any network going to dare touch this thing on the second go around? Or are they just going to be like on USA Network in the middle of the day, like on Saturday afternoon when, you know, who the hell's who's going to watch that? I mean, <laughs> come on. It's like there, there's so many wild cards here about, that have to fall into place first as far as like what kind of players they can get, what kind of money they're going to be spending on it. What kind of TV deal they're going to have. And as far as far as Vince goes, here's the thing. I think Vince is totally convinced. In his, I think he absolutely, you know, probably knows he needs to uh, step away and sp focus all of his energy into this. I don't think, though, at his age of uh, he's 73 now, he's going to be 74 next year when all this is going down. I don't think he has it in him to let go of anything. <laughs> I think he's gonna be, he is going to be trying to do everything till the bitter end until Please. he physically can't do it anymore. I don't I, even with Triple H and Stephanie being there, and I'm sure they're trying to push him out the door. You know, after all these years, I I don't think he has it in him. I I, I think he. I, I could totally see him going and like you know he'd be gone for like one or two one or two episodes of Raw, and then like next thing you know, like he's just going to show up at the next one, and like he's not going to be able to take it. He's just—it's his baby, and he's got to have his hands on it. Table. Hey man, totally, totally. Hey man, they made this two hours, man. Hey, there's a there's a slot on Tuesday night on the USA Network that that can use some program. XFL XFL Tuesday touchdown. Hey, but that'd be so wild. But at the same time, too, I gotta imagine that the Fox deal is only is not only just. The Fox deal is only for WWE, but that the all the people at the right table that 
if business went, goes well and and was done well initially, you got to think that FS two that really doesn't have any programming on it. Yeah, they can use they can use another form of football to put next to that bowling that they show every once in a while. So, um, I, I'm I'm sure I'm sure Vince or, or he could put it on the net. Now he, he said he said he wouldn't do anything with the network. I don't know, but yeah, I do agree. The the, the TV deal is very vital here. And he has to um, make word on the. He has to make it different. He has to can't compete. He just has to make it. He has to just make it a different type of style of football that people want to that people will want to enjoy. I mean, granted, I love the NBA, but I damn sure love me some slam ball. And <laughs> that <laughs> oh, shit man, was taking it back. Take it that back. shit was crazy, right? But goddamn, yeah. did I watch it? And who? And you? You'd be a damn liar if you didn't watch and one. I did not so, watch one. Yeah, you did. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what it is. But any anywho, um, yeah, it just has to. He has to go off the rails. To, I, not really go off the rails, but he just has to just present something that's a little bit different in order for it to catch my attention. So we'll see. Um, and I definitely don't want to see any wrestlers involved with that. I don't want to see nothing crazy of that sort. So you don't want to see like Rubber Reigns as defense coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, we got anything else to talk about? Uh, yeah, because real quick about the XFL, they do have Jim Caldwell, uh, former coach John Fox, uh, who was a you know coach uh, for I think your uh, Charlotte Panthers. Uh, Doug Flutie um, is an advisor as well. Uh, he's got some uh, some people from ESPN to help him out. Um, so they got like some some names to help run this thing and, and get it off the ground. So it will be interesting to see. How it will separate itself from the NFL? Mm. Uh, will people care? Is obviously the question that we won't know until it, till we get there. So mm. I, I'm down. But this new thing next year, I don't know if you're up for a road trip to Birmingham, Alabama, but I don't know, man. So what do you guys think this announcement is going to be? Because we haven't even discussed that. I, I think the announcement is going to be they're going to announce the um, eight teams. They're going to announce the eight logos. They're going to announce the eight cities. Um, or, or however the schedule is going to be, because apparently they're going to play some games, but all of them are going to, some of them are going to be in the TWA dome. So I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if it's going to be like the big three where they just pick 10 cities and <laughs> right, do all right. the games in, in those uh, cities, which could work. But then again, is that football? I don't know. Who knows? All right, you guys got anything else? Uh, I'm good. I think we nailed it all, man. Busy week as always on the big gold belt. <laughs> yep, yep. So I guess to wrap this up, Raw was Raw was trash. SmackDown <laughs> and Fox uh, got a really they got they, they got work to do. They it keeps getting do. more interesting. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, you know what else I, I will say just after that? What's gonna do me more joy? It's not a commercial or anything to promote it, but to hear somebody on Fox programming mention it as in some type of segue or something like that, or just you know, um, any of those talk shows, or you know, you know, those freelance reporting type of shows, just to hear one of them mention the idea of it and stuff like that makes it intriguing again. Like DC, um, from the UFC mentioning it, that that just means like this is just all just going to get more and more interesting. Really, nothing is off the table 
at this point. They're just going to do everything they can um, to try to make this successful. So I really do look forward to it. Friday, Friday, man, that's that's going to be crazy. Um, yeah. And what else we talk about? All Elite Wrestling is still a bunch of speculation. So I guess we're waiting to see what happens with that. If it does happen, uh, the first of the year, which is not far from now, um, a lot of things can change. And um, yeah, XFL. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> I hope the jerseys are big, like the old Fubu jerseys. Like I, I'm, oh, definitely, I'm definitely getting one. I mean, at this point in my life, I feel like like I can pull off anything because all the young kids do all the crazy things. So why couldn't I, right? Oh man, don't do it. Okay, I, I think it depends on what the teams are. <laughs> do you do you actually think that they are going to have some cool looking merch though? Um, yeah, because I think like again, I think it depends on the team. Because if it's just like, you know, where the city's going to be, will they put the, uh, the teams in NFL cities? Will they put them in big college towns? Yeah. They're, um, they're going to mark territories where all NFL teams lost. So we will see. St. I mean, Louis. It, yeah, St. Louis. Yeah, well, obviously St. Louis is, is, is in play. But, you know, will San Diego get, get a rub? Uh, yeah. Um, Orlando. Know, even though they uh, didn't lose their team. No, they didn't. But they just built that new uh, football stadium yeah. uh, where they had WrestleMania. Yeah. Um. Well, they no. Where they refurbished the Sundome. Yeah. Um. So that's that's a thing. Um. I, and it's just a lot. There's a lot Vegas, of the country. Vegas obviously has to be. Vegas um, may be huge. Well, yeah. well, Vegas may be huge, but they're getting a a team next year, I believe. Yeah, and don't forget that UNLV um hosted football games as well too. I don't see why that couldn't be a destination for it. Um. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. I guess right. Yeah. But uh, well, more importantly, more importantly, when are the games going to happen? Will the season be during the NFL season or during the summer? Because nobody should be playing football in Vegas in July. <laughs> well, hell no. <laughs> You're playing in a sandstorm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think playing for Maryland's bad, then damn, don't. <laughs> oh, too soon? Too soon. Okay, too soon. Look at that joke, dude. Oh, yeah, don't, don't look it up. It's too soon. Oh, too soon. <laughs> You better go out on that. Oh, it, ain't, it ain't too cool because Maryland almost didn't make no personnel changes after that too. They was just like, "Oh, okay, we're, we're cool. We'll, we'll, we'll just bring we'll just bring the guy back." And then they was like, "Oh, no, you don't." And then he was gone. So you know, mistakes were happening. Mistakes happen. Um. Anyway, all right. So someone sign us off. Okay. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Pray the raw gets better, please. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll end with that. That that work. All right. Till next week. All right. See ya.